Welcome to episode 24 of Keeping It a Hundo. Today's guest is Clean John, Shaky John Reigns. He's our first two-time guest. He appeared on episode one, and everybody wants to know how he's doing, if he's staying clean, if he's off the streets still. Remember, this is a guy who did 40-plus years living on the streets. Starting as a kid, he was in and out of boys' homes and orphanages, in and out of psychiatric hospitals, jail, prison, you name it. His refuge was the streets, and it was drugs. But he got cleaned up last year. Last week was his birthday, so I went down to Miami. We hung out, got him some pizza as usual. He crushes that pizza rustica in Miami. This time he got three big cookies for dessert. So he's eating good, trust me. Got him a couple birthday presents, and we chopped it up. Talked about his current living situation, his future living situation. He told a couple more crazy stories. One of them reminded me of his own version of Con Air. Mixed with Smokey and the Bandit. If you didn't hear episode one, it will be great to go back and listen to that because it'll give you much more insight into this episode. But if you don't have time for that, go ahead and just listen to this one. You'll be fine. You won't be lost. But John's story's always been compelling and you'll hear much more about his background if you listen to episode one. I've had pro athletes on. I've had beautiful women. I had a stripper on. I've had a comedian, a chef, a rapper, a director, a couple directors. I even had a heavyweight champ on. Out of all the guests I've had, Clean John is still one of the most popular episodes, and he's one of the most popular guests we've had. I'll give you a peek behind the curtain of this episode. He has had a slip up, but you gotta listen to the whole episode to find out if he's still Clean John. And I also have to warn you that There are some parts that are explicit. John performs his original rap song live on this episode of Keeping It a Hundo. And if you want to follow John on Facebook, go to John Rains. That's R-A-I-N-S. He loves to make new friends. Part one, Clean John was recorded in February of 2018. This was recorded last week. So this is about six months later, catching up with the man himself, Clean John. Episode 24 of Keeping It A Hundo is sponsored by Adrian Black, innovative men's fashion, specializing in custom men's fashion for professional athletes. Shop now at adrianblack.com. Taking away the moments that make up a dull day. I did with you was the first one I did, mm-hmm. and I've done 23 of them now. Yeah, huh? And well, I, I was just I learning how to use it. all this stuff. And yeah, so you you learn a lot in those 23 podcasts. I Absolutely. know, bro. I Absolutely. know. Hey, shit, you don't know about it now, huh? I'm still learning. Yeah, still learning. it never ends. Never ends when it comes to these gadgets. I'm here with our friend John, Clean John, still clean, John. Still clean, brother. Still clean. Yeah. Gonna Say that again. Still clean, brother. Going to stay that way, too. Yes, It's I unbelievable. Am. I just, I marvel at the fact that you've been able to remain clean without any programs, any AA, any Narcotics Anonymous, 
You just quit cold turkey, and that was it. Yeah, I did. Hey, but you know what? Maddie? I haven't figured it out either yet, brother, but it happened. I prayed for it all throughout my life, you know, knowing that what I'm doing is killing me. You know, it's wrong. How do I get back? I'm caught in a trap, and I just kept telling myself over and over, God, listen, I'm home. I'm helpless, you know, homeless too. I, yeah, I'm good happy to know for people you. in 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 good places, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I noticed a, a lot of people that are in AA yeah. and uh, recovering addicts that use a lot of those programs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're we're live. Okay, we're live. Yes, right, sir. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people that use those programs, like Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous, they kind of have animosity towards people who just quit cold turkey and don't use programs because they think that yeah. you it's like uh you guys are cheating but if you don't need that it's whatever works for you it's kind of like they you know? envy you because that's something that they wish they could do but even by using their program programs don't even work for those kind of people you know they need to focus on their self instead of somebody else you know yep. and appreciate the fact that hey you did that wow that's terrific you know instead of thinking positive they think negative because they feel bad about themselves, you know? Yep. Well, different different things work for different people. Absolutely. You know? There's been people who have succeeded, many, many, probably millions of people who have succeeded in, in becoming clean from drug programs and AA meetings and all that, you know? But me, I just kind of one day I told myself, there's nobody going to do it but you. I laid out there on that sidewalk, Maddie, for a year, brother, or more. Cold turkey. I mean, cold-ass turkey, brother. I woke up every morning with my dukes up. And I said, I'm going to do this. I have to. If I don't, then I'm, I might as well just hang myself. I think it was a month or two ago you sent me a message. John and I, uh, we, keep, we keep in touch pretty much daily. Yeah. We talk several times a week. Yeah. And you sent me a message uh, about your housing situation and you were concerned that you might end up back on the street. Yeah, I was scared. I was, I was actually terrified, brother. I was so terrified. Listen, I started smoking cigarettes again. I smoked for like three weeks. I'm going to be straight with everybody out there, you know, but I quit again and now it's going on two weeks. You didn't so. tell me that. No, because I didn't feel good about it, brother. <laughs> okay. That's it, though? I was just, ashamed of myself just really cigarettes? bad. Yeah, just cigarettes. Oh yeah, just cigarettes. No. All right. I cigarettes. hope so. Yeah. Nothing else, brother, no. That's history. The other, the hardcore, let me put it down to you straight, okay? I'm not going to hide anything on this. Yeah, I was a crack addict for many years, but I never. one thing I never did do was, was do anything bad to anybody else. I always begged for what I needed, you know, to supply my habit. But anyway, no, I never smoked any of that, Maddie, no. I still healthy and strong. So let's oh. get back to the housing situation. Right. So you were concerned that... You were get your time at the shelter was up. Yeah. They couldn't find a place to put you, and you were you were about to end up back on the street. Yeah, they had uh, sent me when when your case manager at the shelter wants to have a meeting with you, they leave a piece of paper on your bed so you know the next day you have a, a time to see your case manager. And she had put one of them on my bed, and then that next day when I went to, to the meeting, she said we're going to have a, a review on your case. All right. And all the case managers are going to be there. But anyway, it'll be so-and-so. And they set it off for like three or four days from that. 
And when I went there, they told me that I was going to be discharged. Friday. That's not much time to figure out the next move. Yeah, I only had like four days. Okay. But you had already applied with what? The state to get yeah, let government me, housing? Let me, let, me, let me explain to you what happened. When I first went to the Camilla's house back in November, they had supplied me with my birth certificate and an ID and gave me a bed for, well, at the moment, it's the limit's three months, okay? And then you have to do something for yourself in that three months or you're going to go back out there on that street. And while I was there with my ID, I went straight to Social Security office and managed to get my disability. So they gave, started giving me disability, Medicaid. I started getting all my medical uh, needs taken care of, doctor's appointments here, doctor's and you appointments there. you were getting your there. disability checks finally. Every month, yeah, every, every month. month. But see, you want to know. Because you had an address. Right. I got hit by a bus back in 2012, okay? So I had three fractures in my skull. It, it gave me a lot of head injuries. Two things that I have a problem with, and that's comprehending simple things. Memory loss. Yeah, your memories. Yeah, so tough sometimes. I try to get things straight, you know. I stood up and I told him, I says, listen, y'all expect somebody in the three months to do their part in order to, to help them acquire some kind of uh, outlook in life other than sleeping on the street. And when I came in here, I did just that. I went to the disability social security office and got approved for disability. Now I'm collecting disability, have a little bit of it saved up, getting all my medical attention taken care of. And now y'all are telling me, they moved me to another building called D building. When my case manager said, well, we're gonna get you a housing system program, they moved me to another building. That was back in like uh, February. Yeah, right? he, he FaceTimed me from there and right. showed me the The pictures the of the inside yeah, with a, my bed made, my it's Louis. Like a more, <laughs> it's like a, an upgrade from the original shelter. You yeah, where you got a line of homeless people who still smell, stink, and everything. So else, you get your you own know. room, or do you have a roommate? Well, yeah, I got two other roommates, okay. but they're clean, nice people. Yeah, one works construction. Would you consider them friends? Do you have a friendship? Oh, yeah, with them? absolutely. Yeah. Of course, absolutely. I wouldn't want anybody else, you know, or to take a gamble on They've been there the whole somebody time. else coming in and you don't know who they are or how they are, may, might be smelly, nasty, yeah. smell their feet all night. I stood up in the meeting in front of all these case matters. I told them, I says, I have done my part, you know, and see what happened is my, my case manager from the time of November, when I was first went in there all the way up until like May, had left. She quit or had another job that she acquired. But anyway, a new case manager took over, and she was the one who was in this meeting, you know. That had been about like seven months now I had been in the program. They says, well, you know, we've offered you this and you've offered, we've offered you that, you know. And what they did was they offered me a job when I'm on disability, and I told them, I says, I'm disabled, okay? I can't work. I get disability checks. And I said, that's supposed to be for my rent and everything. I says, I need help finding my own place. I says, but you know what? If y'all go, I said, fine, y'all going to put me out on, their, on the sidewalk Friday? So be it. I've been there and was there for many, many, many years, okay? And I don't think that I can't survive, okay? And I says, but as far as, is but you shelter. felt like you, you earned your way out of there. You deserved better than that at this point. Well, they have a housing assistant program, but my case manager originally, Kiki, told me she was going to apply for it and everything and, and get me put on the list, but she never did the paperwork. She just told me, just put me, move me in the building and then just left me sit there 
for months and months. And then when the new case manager Kiki. came in, she said, well, you, nothing's happened. We're going to discharge you. Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? Say you never ever leave from beside me. Come on, Kiki. So I told, I stood up in there and I told him, I says, as far as it goes, the Camillo's house has done nothing for me to help me. Kiki I says, if y'all put me out there on the sidewalk, what does that mean y'all did for me? I did my part. I got my disability. Now I got I got a, a monthly income for to pay rent. What do y'all do for me? Nothing. And I said, but anyway, I thank y'all for what you have done for me. It's been a great blessing. I says, whatever happens, happens by the grace of God. And I walked out the door. Okay, I went up to my room, you know, and I was just doing all my little whatever I get into, mess with my phone, maybe watch bananas on my laptop. But anyway, an hour later, my case manager calls me on my phone. And she said, John, I got great news for you. We're not going to discharge you. We're going to put you in an assistant housing program. Yeah, I says, you know what? I said, that's so great. I says, that really makes me happy. That's Six the second months. best news you got recently. The best news was when you heard I was coming home. <laughs> yeah, you're right, brother. You're you, right. I you, got, it you got pretty upset. Oh, Matty here, brother. Let me tell you something. He can be my brother any anytime, brother. I'll tell you. Anytime. <laughs> yeah. So I, I contacted John this week, and I was telling him I'd be home. I had some things to take care of out here, and I wanted to do a follow-up podcast with him. Told him I'd see him Friday. I contacted him on Wednesday and said I wasn't feeling well. I had a cold all week, and I might not travel. Well, John wasn't too happy. He said he got pretty sad. He sent me a message telling me to get better, but I could tell he was in a bad mood when I told him. But I hit him up on Thursday and told him I'll be there. I'll see you Friday, 4 o'clock. So here we are, and John's happy. Yeah, I'm so happy, Matty. <laughs> you know, uh, I was just so sad because, damn, I look forward to seeing you, you know, and doing this little uh, interview. That's what I call it. That's what it is, interview. But, yeah, you made my day. And then I see where it says I'll be there at 4.30. <laughs> Boy, I just lit up like a light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> but you, he hasn't yeah. even seen the bag of stuff I, I got for him. Some I'm going to wait till I get back before I even look at him. You know, I want to be a I got a some surprise. goodies for him. <laughs> so I'm really happy to hear you're back. You're in the shelter. You're not on the street. And you're yeah. pretty soon you're going to have your own apartment. Yeah. And... From what I understand, you told me you're going to have an apartment basically for life. I have to pay 30% of my income. If it's $750 a month, which is that's what disability gives me, I have to pay $225. That's 30% of $750. And that's for the rest and, of your life. Yeah. And they told me this, this uh, program will be for the rest of my life. That thing hit me like a, a wall. You know? I says, for the rest of my life. Wow. That gives you a reason to live longer you know that gives you a reason to come back from the dead <laughs> you pretty yeah. much did well i you did pretty much did you were yeah after i got hit by the bus yeah let me tell you something i just mean you know you were you were a shell of yourself for years uh you weren't the same person i see in front of me right now no i you wasn't know? let me tell you something maddie let me tell you what i learned a week ago and i tell you the reason why why i learned this a week ago is because of the accident from the bus but you know what? Somebody had to teach me. Somebody had to sit down at the table and teach me something. How to subtract. Subtract mathematics or right. subtract people from your life? Two from four. Okay. You just learned that. Yeah. That's great. 
I mean, it's not like I didn't know it before. Yes, I was smart. Tell I read a, a ninth grade physics book nine times, brother. So you think I didn't know how to add some But crack. some of the basics got left behind. Yeah, and the head injury. When it fractured, my skull's three places, yeah. And if you crack it three times at the same time, that's... <laughs> you know, I that cracked, does a lot, I brother. cracked mine once. Yeah? Yeah. So you know about it. You With know a baseball bat. And did you lose your senses for a second? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, mine cracked three places at the same time, so mine was like three times worse than that. Wow. Speaking on uh, you learning at this age you know still learning some things yeah there's a lot of things that have come back to me though that's great there's no reason why you can't continue to learn yeah. things like that I, yeah I've even heard... science has continued to learn learning is an infinity 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 well whatever yeah you i knew what you meant well i was thinking of the word infant infinite infinite, infinite right it's forever it's an infinite thing right i heard a conversation with norman lear who you know who that? norman lear is no he made all those shows when probably when you were coming up as a kid, or maybe you were in the street by then. Uh, and and um, what shows? Good times. Oh yeah, uh, all those. But I never knew him. All those shows. Uh, oh yeah. All in the family with Archie Bunker. Yeah. Remember him? Yeah. All those shows. Wow. Brilliant, brilliant man. And he's, he made, a, he's so like 90. He's got big fucking money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> money. But he's in his Shit. 90s now. And he said he is a different man at age 90 than he was at age 87. Always. He changes you get so older, much. Like people as, think he as don't you get change. older, you see more. And he's still learning and he's still changing. and Learning evolving. is a, a, an infinite thing. Yep. Uh, we spoke last in february on this podcast we've seen each other since then but yeah the podcast was in february it's been a while so it's been, yeah it's been six months and yeah. you've had a lot of good fortune in those six months but you've also had some heartache oh uh, yeah you of lost course. your sister yeah that was uh, what a month or two ago yeah thank god i got to see her one more time you man. went and, you, you know? went and saw her yeah took a bus out to houston yeah the owner of sea spice carlos Miranda. he paid for a trip to go see my sister which i had Lost contact with for like 35 years. So Carlos Miranda from Sea Spice made that possible. Paid for the, he wanted to send me on an airplane ticket, but I didn't have no ID, so I couldn't. I, but the bus would accept it without ID. So I took a bus all the way to Houston and seen my sister for the first time. In 35 you know, over, years? Over 35 years, yeah. So she passed away this year. Yeah, she was bedridden. She had had a stroke. And then your brother back. had heart surgery? Yeah, but he's doing okay. My brother's doing fine. He's in Kansas. I want to get down to see him sometime. I haven't seen my brother in over 35 years, too. I've seen right. him and my sister the last day when I was in Wichita. is in 1987 when my mother passed away. That's the last time I've seen either one of them. So You went out there for the funeral? Yeah. My sister who passed away is the one that fly. I flew because she didn't need ID then. In 1987. So you yeah. took a flight then? Yeah, she paid for an airplane ticket there. She said, you'll have to find your own way back, though. <laughs> and what did you do? I, Hitchhike? No, I, I got up enough money and saved it, let my sister hold it. My other sister, she passed away, too, in all those 35 years. You Jeez. took a flight back? Yeah. So speaking of your mom, let's talk about the time you stole a car. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John mentioned something. Yeah, let me my get into the story. Let me get into the story. No, hold on okay. a second. All right. So I was uh, flying to L.A. for my girlfriend's football game a few months back, and John asked me, he sent me a message 
uh, he sends me Facebook Messenger. That's how we talk usually. Yeah. So he sends me a Facebook Messenger message, and it says, uh, you know, where you at, Maddie? I told him I was uh, just getting to L.A. And he said, oh, you're flying into L.A.? I said, yeah. He said, oh, that airport looks like a spaceship. Yeah. And I uh, said, what do you know about the airport? Yeah, it looks kind of like a spider, but it looks like a, a UFO. <laughs> so so he's got a story about how he ended up at the airport in L.A. You know, it's not something to be proud of. But anyway, I had uh, took a car, stole a car. I was, I was very young. I wasn't even of age, you know. And I just learned how to drive. So I took my mother's car out for a drive, and then I got to liking it so much that basically I never brought it back. By yourself or you with a yeah, friend? Yeah, I was by myself, but I was out partying with friends and stuff. And now I feel so bad about this. You know, I do. But I'm going to be honest with everybody. I'm not going to hide anything. Uh, I took this car and we went out traveling all over the country with it and man it was like a horrible thing to remember it was just we just like basically went everywhere we went Do you remember where you stopped Dallas Texas Houston Texas San Antonio we even went across the border to Juarez Mexico we went to El went Paso to Juarez? yeah were Colorado you, were you doing drugs then or no we we're just smoking weed then okay yeah I mean, I had already experienced acid a couple times, but that was back in the days when the stuff was like first come out, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to say it was real because I don't know uh, what it is. But anyway, yeah, we just traveled all over. We even went to, we were going to Miami, but we never made it that far because the car broke down. But we had, we went everywhere in Texas, back and forth, back and forth too. We had went all the way out to L.A. We were down there a while. Sleeping in the car? Yeah, we were sleeping in the car, just checking out all the cool spots everywhere across the country. We were in L.A. for a while, then we started back. We went, That's when we was going to go to Miami, you know? L.A. to Miami. Yeah, wow. and we did. We made it to Florida, like Chattanooga or somewhere. And that's Tennessee. When Chattanooga, Tennessee. But we also made it to a small town in Florida. Gainesville? Yeah, we made it to Gainesville. How'd you end up at the airport in L.A. then? That's when uh, That's when I got caught with the car. They extradited me. Where, where did they catch you? Huh? Where did they catch you? That was another part of my life, Maddie. I'm getting a part of my life confused. I had stolen a car, and I didn't know whose car it was. And that's the car that I took to L.A., not my, the one so I took. So that was a different time. That was a different time, yes, and I got them confused. Well, okay? I like that one. Let's talk about <laughs> okay. that one. Let me, let, me, let me back this up, okay, and <laughs> let me get these, these situations straightened out. Yeah, when I was a young teenager, was like, 15, I took my mother's car, and we traveled all over with okay, it. Okay, that's and when my you mother, went to Texas my never, Florida. My mother never pressed charges. She didn't care. Her car broke down. It was done. Over. Fine. But later on, I had finally come back home, you know, was staying with my mother. And I had went out and stole somebody's car just sitting on the street. And that's when I, me and this other buddy, we went to L.A., you know, and I got I got caught. I got stopped. They found out it was stolen. They arrested me, put me in jail. Where would you steal that one from? Wichita. Okay, and you took it all the way from Wichita to... To L.A., yeah. We got stopped. Police stopped us. And they found that it was a stolen car, so they arrested us for Grand Theft Auto. We went to jail in L.A. County Jail. We waited there, and then they come down, and they extradited us from L.A., okay? Extradited us from L.A. all the way back to Wichita, so they flew us, you know? And that's the time when I seen the... Uh, LAX airport. LAX, yeah. 
What you remember what kind of car it was? No, I can't. It's been so many years ago, yeah, man. It's probably the damage, forty years ago. Yeah, the hit by the bus. I can't remember like detailed things, but I, I remember. I know that. these these aren't all great memories for you. Yeah, but, uh, it's hard for me to comprehend my hearing. Like I have memory loss from the uh, bus accident, and it's very difficult for me to get certain. I remember these things that happened to me, but then I get the time frame out of whack. You know? Yeah, that's okay. So. It's still interesting to people. You know, nobody's looking at you like, oh, wow, what a bad guy. They're looking at you like, oh, wow, yeah, you came from a bad, bad place and turned everything around. Yeah, it's, but if they are, they're, 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 they're looking at the right thing because I was, I was, it was terrible. I never hurt anybody, though. I never did anything that was bad to, against nobody else. You know, I might have stole cars, might have broken in and stole things. That was back in my younger days and now. I never feel good about it when I think about it, and I wish that I could redo it and, and started all over but i asked for forgiveness i've been forgiven now you know i don't feel guilty about it but i did until i actually have been forgiven you know who were your role models as a kid was there anybody you looked up to whether it was somebody you knew or somebody on tv or no an athlete not really, or a singer you, or a you know why relative because my life wasn't good when i was a kid i mean my mother cared for me so much tremendously but she couldn't support me. Couldn't feed me, couldn't do this, couldn't do that. So, you know, I kept being given up to these homes and stuff. I didn't have, like a child lives in this home with his mother and father and they care and love for him. And he grows into that after a period of time. I never had that chance of time to grow into whatever with my family, my yep. mother. So yep. I kept being shipped from this place to this home, to this foster home, this foster home, this foster home, you know. My last guest I had on had the same, not that same situation, but he was yeah. not raised by his mother or his father, and uh, he turned out okay, too. He's, he's also uh, one of my best friends. Yeah, but you know, it sure took a damn lot of years for, for me to get my shit straight, for Maddie, you know? Yeah. I think that that's one of the reasons my mind and my childhood, from being shipped to place to place to place and having the feeling of being locked up, you know, away from your mother who loves you. Like my mind grew to want freedom more than anything. And I believe that when I acquired that freedom, that opportunity to choose total freedom, I did. And that's, I believe that's the reason why I lived on the streets homeless for many years by choice. Yeah, it was my choice. I chose to live that way, you know? Yeah. Let's see that smile. <laughs> Let me see those teeth. I ain't got them yet. I ain't got them. I'm get, oh, they call me. They call me today. Tell us about it. Yeah, the dentist. I've been doing all these appointments and stuff to get dentures, you know. And first of all was the big one. They had to pull out six teeth. Ouch! Oh man, it took like a month for it to heal. So how many you have left in there now? Only two. Two and <laughs> molars in the back. Oh, oh right, right there. I think that's the canine. That's a canine. Yeah, that's a canine. And this one is a. Incisor. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, that's it, the one you do the tearing with. Yeah, they said they're going to leave those two because they're okay, and they're going to use those to hold the bottom ones down. Okay. But anyway. So you're getting all new teeth. They called me like two weeks past, and they did an impression of the gums. Now they said, well, we have to do one more second impression, and then the lab will put the teeth together. So they called me on the way over here. matter of fact, they called me. I had to stop. And they said, you have an appointment the 29th at 1130 to get your second impression. 
So now we're looking like maybe two more weeks before I get that sparkling white smile. <laughs> and you're going to be on all the dating apps. Okay. Uh, yeah. You been, you been dating? No. I haven't been dating. No. no? Nah. I see you posting those pictures on Facebook. Yeah. Of that hair. Yeah, you see that selfies? Oh my god, <laughs> you got a big head of hair. Yeah, I got some. I don't know. You see all the responses, replies, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Huh? So, so where do you meet these people? You got a lot of lot of Facebook friends. Do you know? Do you know them? Half of them I've never seen in my life. Okay. <laughs> no, half of them I've never seen in my life. You know. But it seems like there's people on there that really care about you. Yeah, they do. Let's talk about some other interesting people right. in your life shoot, first. Shoot, Good people brother. in your life. You well, said, you for one. <laughs> I appreciate that. You also have um, Carlos. What's his name? Carlos Miranda. Carlos Miranda. He owns right. Sea Spice, which He's is a the very owner of nice Spice. restaurant on I Miami used to, River. I did a little few months of work helping him out and stuff here and there when he had the end art and furniture gallery over in Brickell. But anyway, he he didn't make it there. You know, The business didn't work. And I'd seen him later on a few years after that, you know. He had told me, he says, I got a new restaurant. He had took me, matter of fact, after he had leased the building, Sea Spice Restaurant, I had seen it like before he even touched the building. And it was just an empty old bear, like an old warehouse room, you know. Yeah, it's down, I'm going to let them know. Just yeah, so okay. It's yeah. down on the Miami River. It's right by all the fish markets. It wasn't a very good area but now there's a few nice restaurants over yeah, there yeah it's down there by garcia's restaurant yep yeah it was it wasn't a it wasn't a happening area and now it's really popular to go over there people take their yachts there it's something like the 16th best restaurant in miami so and out of all the restaurants in miami you can <laughs> pretty well mean what 16 is <laughs> yeah it's, it's a cool spot i've, I've yeah. even seen it on i have uh, pictures i have pictures that uh i'll send them to you if you can post them on there oh i've seen them yeah, I've seen the pictures I, on your Facebook. Oh yeah, I put it on Facebook. Yeah, they're on Facebook. So I've hey, seen Sea Spice on. Go to John Ray's Facebook profile, take a look at the restaurant, and you'll see what I, what I had for my birthday. You know, I had I had roast chicken on top of firm mashed potatoes with uh, lightly cooked different different vegetables on the top, and I had a corn chowder with chunks of chicken breast in it, cooked a chowder, and then a home baked big round piece of bread with spices on the top shaped like a bubble you know <laughs> a big bubble and let me tell you something the bread tastes good all by itself you don't need nothing to eat with that bread then i had a dessert it's like a spanish dessert they call it tres leche tres leches right yep. that's what i had let me this tell is you a guy something. who was eating out of trash cans not too long ago and now he's well, eating sea spice yeah let me tell you, let me let me straighten that out, okay? Because I ain't gonna go down that road. I never ate, I ate out of a trash can, okay? Hypothetically speaking. Okay, that's just uh, and it's uh, like to say a lot of homeless people do eat out of trash cans, okay? I'm not gonna deny that, but I never did. If I was that hungry, I would get out on the street and hold that cup out and get up three dollars and go get three burgers at McDonald's. But no, I never did eat from the dumpsters. He was just using that for what do you call it? Figure of speech. There you go. <laughs> exactly. It's great to see you enjoying some of the finer things in life. I see you eating some good meals over oh, there yeah. at Sea Spice. That's great. Oh, yeah. So I'm, re I'm ready for another one, too. Boy. I asked you, our last podcast, yeah. what your death row meal would be. And you told the story about the stuff you used to eat. Oh, yeah. The, the scrambled uh, eggs yeah. and the sweet, I think that creamy, changed, warm peanut butter. It might have changed, though. You've been eating some good food at Sea Spice. That well, wasn't that was the good. only that time was, you ate at Sea Spice. You've been that, there a bunch that of That breakfast was a, a, a menu meal at the, at the Calvary Boys Ranch when I was a kid. 
and they used to serve that ever so often. That is the one there. Never had that meal since I left that place. I'm going to tell the audience a story about something that happened with us on Facebook. All right. So I had posted, you know, pictures of you and I from before and after. Yeah. The homeless pictures. Yeah, I and see the it. Post I see homeless it. pictures. I see it. And to show the the change, yeah. the improvement. Yeah. And one girl commented, a girl that I know, she commented on the pictures saying, uh, oh, what a friend you are posting pictures of him looking like that. Well, first of all, I had your approval to post those pictures. Oh, yeah. You remember, all, I, I texted you back and I told her yeah, what you, I tell her. Tell her so, what I told so her. So John defended me on there telling oh, her. Oh, yeah. You, I you sure know, did. You, who do you think you are talking about Matt like that? He's, yeah. You know, he tells her everything. I told her, I said, Matt and, is such a great person. He... He's not hiding nothing and all that, you know. I said, he's being straightforward and real, you know. And I can tell you, my girlfriend was really hurt by that girl's comments because my oh, girlfriend. Oh, she, yeah, she was talking against your girlfriend. Yeah. That's what it was. And I stood up for her. I said, no way. I said, you know what? Because my girlfriend's one of the only ones who I actually. I still got it in my phone right here, man. I can go right back to it. We can... Yeah, we don't need to. We don't yeah, need to. I just want to tell them while about get it. it back. It's still there. All so my stuff. My girlfriend was hurt by it because she was. she's one of the only people who's actually seen us together and seen yeah. the way that we right. are around each yeah. other and we're happy to see each other. Right. You, you know, you smile when you see me and Absolutely. this is a real friendship we have. Thank and you. that girl was Thank you. was shitting on it, and Marissa <laughs> was defending it, saying, yeah, you well, don't hey. understand the connection that these guys have. Right. So I just want to let the audience know that that's yeah, I something put, that's real. Yeah, I should have put a cork in that quick, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I, I deleted her from, uh, from my Facebook. I don't yeah. need that negative energy. Nah, uh-uh. Yeah, I put a cork in that one quick. <laughs> yes, sir. John said that she was probably mad that I didn't give it to her. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about your bike. You got a you got a nice looking bike now. Oh, you like it? Yeah, you've upgraded. Yeah, it's the same color as the green line on the computer there. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a lime green, bright lime green bike. It's call it a neon green. Neon, yeah. And I got shoes identically to Matt. Matty got the picture in his phone. He can put it posted on here. That's the picture you'd like you to post. That's right. I got Jordan's too. Yeah, this you guy. Well, he has he has. Uh, I love shoes. He has you know hand me downs from so. me Jordans, but then he has yeah. Jordans he bought himself now. Yeah, I got all kinds of shoes. There's two things I like that I have acquired that I really like since I got clean, straightened up, and everything. I like collecting certain things. I got a coin collection. I just got another one to add to it today. Sometimes I get coins that are like, wow, that wasn't what I was supposed to get, and it was the real thing. Three of them came, real silver dollar coins. The others are supposed to say copy. But you got one, what, it's from like 1889 or yeah, something? Yeah, Carson City, Morgan Silver Dollar. Let me tell you something. In average condition, the coin book states it's worth $1,025. I hope somebody buys it. Somebody had one in mint condition, uncirculated, and sold it at an auction for $913,000. Wow. And I believe that that year and 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 that that mint mark, Carson City, I believe those coins were so more expensive than the other ones because I think the purity of the silver in those coins was a lot greater. Yeah, I saw that most coins are made. I posted out of, the pictures on you got you seen the pictures. Coins are made out of copper, and they have just like a little plating over it. So the you pennies. Can peel, uh, no quarters. When? Quarters are made out of copper. Now they're copper clad, and you can you can pull back the. You can separate it. Yeah. In some in some places, it's copper 
and zinc and it's clad together or yeah. copper and nickel excuse me there you go do you ever feel pressure to remain clean and not disappoint people like you you didn't even want to tell me you smoked cigarettes the other yeah. day do you feel pressure to to stay straight and narrow to not mess up do you feel like this is a lot of pressure not a lot no there's pressure to everything in life even when you don't want to go that route there's still pressure <laughs> so but i guess feel, that answers the question you feel it a little bit but it's not overwhelming no 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 no, no bro no Good. it's it's a natural thing in life it, it no matter what direction you choose there's always going to be that pressure i just right? want you to be able to tell me if you have a problem yeah instead of hiding it from me so right and be able to talk to you about it yeah Thank can you. you think you'd be able to absolutely okay let me tell you something. I thought that I could pick up one cigarette and smoke it and then just, you know, not not smoke anymore. It didn't work like that, okay? I picked that one up, and then I started smoking again. There I was smoking for three weeks again. Yeah. But in those three weeks, I knew I was going to quit again and quit for good. But with your COPD, you can't smoke at all. You're right. You're so. right. So I did that. And I'm going on two weeks now with no cigarettes, okay? And I learned something from the first time. Don't pick up the first one. There you go. <laughs> and I learned it the hard way. Just See, I've always, no. I've learned everything all my life the hard way. And look what I just learned the hard way. Let's see, it's over. I'm going on two weeks now. I don't have no craving for it. So I'm watching this show on uh, FX called Snowfall. Yeah. It's a show about how crack came up and like basically was, uh... yes, sneeze. No. Oh, yawning. it's a yawn. John's falling asleep over here. My questions <laughs> must be boring. No. <laughs> so I it's just don't have how, much energy. That's all. It's okay. Yeah. So uh, how crack started in L.A. in the 80s? Crack started yeah. in L.A. Let me tell you something. Crack and free-based cocaine, there's no difference, okay? Right, right. No, it's, just, they, it's, all, it's all about that. Right. But I, I just want to I want to tell you, yeah, it's a good show, right. and I had a guest Cracking, on here. Crack is a name that the DEA gave it to make it look bad in the public's eye. Mm -hmm. Freebase had a name of being good in the public eye. Yeah. So I had a guest on here that is a director on that show. Yeah. And I, I really enjoy the show. Could you watch something like that without it maybe causing a problem? Oh, Sure. It wouldn't uh, be of course, like, it wouldn't give of you course. like a visceral reaction. No, I, I watch. Let me tell you something. I watch ghetto movies all the time. You know, because yeah. I was brought up in that. You know, yeah, I watch all this here because hey, I live there. But now I'm living here. Cool. I'll never go back. And the temptation is not too overwhelming for me. I have con complete control over that urge. John's a rock and roller. He likes that rock and roll, but he also likes. Well, his let rap me put music. it to you. Let me put it to you like this. I'm what you call an original hippie. <laughs> I used to wear bells off my dingo boots and sew different colors of yarn in my blue jeans to hang down like fringe and stuff. I what was an original hippie. What a hippie. dingo boots, John. <laughs> Tell us about dingo boots. Dingo boots were fry. That's who made them. They were leather square-toed boots, and they had a ring, a brass ring on each ankle, and a strap went from here to here and then down to the sole. Those were dingo boots, and those were, if if you was a real hippie, <laughs> you wore dingo boots. Were people wearing those in Miami? Dingo I don't know. Boots? I never, I was in Wichita, Kansas. Oh, you were wearing them back up. then. That's when I grew up. I was like, shit, 16, 17, 18 then. Okay. So what I'm getting at is John is an aspiring rapper. 
Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I when, guess when John he wants was, me, he wants me to do this rap that I wrote. I wrote a rap song just to to prove to myself that hey, I can do that too. You know, I ain't some old country hick ass boy who can just stick to rock and roll, country and western or whatever. I can rap too, brother. I can be a good actor if I wanted to. You know. So I've seen him perform this song a few times now. We got him on tape doing it. But this is going to be audio, not video, right? Maybe we'll do both. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Let's oh, go. you can do that, huh? Oh, yeah. You got to stay right where you are, though, because of the mic. Yeah. And I'm going to go over there with the camera. Okay. And I'm going to record you. All right. Well, we'll talk a little bit, and then I'll get into the rap. All right. You ready to You ready to spit some, some hot fire, John? Yeah, you know, I worked on it. I ain't really. I just wrote it and put it basically together. There's no music or nothing to it. It's just something that I... Proved that I could do, and I'm already proved that by the lyrics of the rap. I mean, it's it's pretty nasty, you know. But hey, so so are all the rest of the rap songs out there. Eighty percent of rap songs involve cussing, sex, or whatever, you know. But let's do it. Let's get to it. All right, listen up. Let me jet this to y'all. I'm a legend of a place called Tobacco Road. I want you all out there just to know they could have wrote a book about me or even made a movie. Everybody said I'm so cool, ass groovy. I'm a big dick daddy. It's not from Cincinnati. Ooh, we just actually mama open wide said, boy, huh, get at it. So I fucked her and I fucked her and I fucked her again. Well, I kept on fucking her until I seen her grin. And when I seen her grin, you know what? Huh, I fucked that bitch again. You think you know the reason why women jog what to stay in shape and not look like a hog, but I'll tell you the reason women jog what? You think I'm full of shit and trying to play on it. But the real reason women jog, to get the jiggle out of the wiggle. You think you out there looking so cool, but you ain't nothing but a stupid fool. Let me jet it to you from the old school. That ain't where it's at, and that's a matter of fact. Got to get your shit back on track. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if I had a little coaching or something, we could straighten it out, huh? That was quite a performance, John. Yeah. I guess I proved myself I could do it. Yeah. You know, did I? <laughs> you, you wrote it, right? I wrote it. That's all mine. Yep. That's everything. Every bit mine. 100% pure. You're never going to forget it. You've had, you've known that song. You learned that years ago. Oh, or yeah. taught it to yourself years yeah, ago. Yeah. I put it together. I sit in a closet where I used to sit and smoke crack, and I put that song together. <laughs> where? Where was the closet? Tobacco Road. Oh. The electrical... The, uh, where you got all the meters, electric meters and stuff for the different businesses there. Speaking of Tobacco Road, you're excited about the reopening. It's supposed oh, to yeah. be January 1st, Oh, yeah. next right? year, huh? So do you I'm going to be there. That's for Do you for think sure. that that's going to bring up some old skeletons in the closet? I just don't want you to be in situations where you're, you know, tempted to do things. That's not a problem, brother, because I already know. See, back in the old days, I couldn't step my foot inside and talk with people and all my friends. See, today, being what I am, I can go in and be them. Be a regular guy. Yeah. Feels good, right? Yeah, yeah. It sure does. Huh? So let's talk about you. But let me tell you something. Becoming what I am, I did it with style, too, brother. You got to give me that much credit. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't be ashamed. It's, it's all part no, of your journey. Hell no. I'm it's all part to, of your life. You I'm know? trying to outshine the next one. Believe me. <laughs> you just showed us some of that style with that rap. Yeah, bling, bling, huh? <laughs> yes, sir. Let's talk about your death row meal. You've had some really good meals in the past six months since we first did the podcast. Yeah. 
What oh, would yeah. you have now if you had to say is your final meal? I still have the same meal. You know why? Because food is about nostalgia. It's about memories. It's yeah. about it's where life. you came from. It's life, Maddie. <laughs> okay? Let's break it down plain and simple. It's life. Yep. Because without it, you, you, you ain't, you ain't going to be alive, right? <laughs> so some people eat to live. Yeah. And some people live to eat. You want to know something? You're talking about food, right? I'm sure you get hungry, bro. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm going to get you some pizza right now. Yeah, thank you. Bro. You already knew. I, I got that on my mind. So I'm going to ask you one more thing before right, we okay. stop this. All right. You can ask me five more things, brother. Make it good. The last one. Do you realize how resilient you are? What does resilient mean? Damn, I thought by now you might have looked it up. That's what I asked you last time. I know it, but I still don't know. Uh, it means uh, it means you have another homework assignment between now and the next podcast. And what is that? To find out what the meaning of resilient is. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Third time's a charm. You're going to have it by next time, right? Resilient? Yep. I'll even send it to you so you know what okay, it's spelled Okay, send like. me the spelling of it, all right? You got it, brother. Now, ask the question. The question is, do you, okay. Well, but you my need to tell me was, what resilient means so I can answer Do you know how it. resilient you are? I don't know what resilient means. Right, exactly. I guess more importantly, do you know what makes you so resilient? No. I don't give know me what. some, when you figure it out, give me some characteristics that show how you're resilient. Am I resilient? Yes, sir. Okay. You sure are. I'm going to look it up, and I'm going to tell you and give you those answers. That sounds right. good. I'll text them to you, the answers. Nope. we got to wait for the next podcast. You okay, say but I'm going to text them to you so you can remind me. I might forget. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, so I have it. The audience, the people who listen to the first podcast. Thank you for all your comments and likes and whatever. You beat Thank me you. to the punch. I was going to ask you to tell Thank them. you for listening to my aggravating life story. <laughs> yeah, I was a little wild. Oh, boy. Anything English or anything in words would be an understatement. But anyway, thank you all for listening. They're not aggravated or annoyed or upset with you about anything. It's more no. they were touched by your story. and. No, I was you... the one being aggrava aggravating, okay? Yeah. I was the one doing all the aggravation. But they were the ones that other people in my life were the ones being aggravated, you know? You had a, and... lot, of, a lot of people fail you along the way as well. Oh, yeah. A lot of people let you down. You know? Yeah. If that's what you can call it, that might be an understatement, too. <laughs> yeah. I agree. It is an understatement. There's no but, way I could under even, even comprehend having those type of disappointments in my life. You know where I'm at in life right now, Maddie? Where you at, John? I'm sticking that pole in the top of the hill with the flag on it. That's right. <laughs> my man. <laughs> we'll see you next time. All right. That's it for episode 24 of Keeping It a Hundo with Clean John. You can continue to download and subscribe to Keeping It a Hundo on iTunes. Unfortunately, you will not be able to find John's banger on iTunes. I'd like to give a shout out to the Tyler family. Last week's guest, Elton Tyler. His episode was well received, especially by his family. I heard from a lot of them. And they seem to enjoy the episode. Uh, Elton is a very private person. He doesn't open up very often. So I think they saw a side of Elton that they rarely see. So thank you to them. Please make sure you rate and review. I mean, why wouldn't you give me five stars? We got guests like Big Squig, Elton Tyler, and 
clean, shaky John Reigns. Special shout out to Grandma, Aunt Robin, Aunt Retha, Carrie. Can't forget Roderick, Chanel Remy, Tasha, and Ty Ty. Thank you for the support. We definitely got to get him back on. We got a lot more to talk about. And just one more update about a previous Keeping It a Hundo guest. We had Jane Caldwell and Quincy Hewitt on of the Chicago Bliss. Also teammates of my girlfriend, Marissa Galladay. They have a playoff game this weekend at Toyota Park in Chicago. I'll be there with another previous guest of Keeping It a Hundo, Black Noise. So if you want his autograph, come on out to Toyota Park. But I have a feeling you'd rather do the meet and greet with the lovely ladies of the LFL after the game. So that's Chicago versus Nashville for the Eastern Conference Championship. The winner goes to the LFL final in Austin, Texas. Both teams are undefeated, so as they say, it should be a bomb burner. That's it for this week's episode of Keeping It a Hundo. Keeping it a hundo, bitches. <laughs> I like that. My name.